2: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: The Volume.
0: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
2: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday October. October 24th. What a great Monday night in sports. Holy cow. The Houston Astros go down. They take that 3-2 lead in the ALCS. Everybody thinks they're going back to the World Series, and the Rangers wins game six and seven. Rangers throttle them in game seven. Loved every moment of it. I got to plead ignorance. I I'll, Listen, you guys know I barely watch baseball outside of Yankees and some local Dodgers games. I have never heard of Adolis Garcia, What a show he put on, just banging homers left and right, dominating the ALCS. I saw you, I believe, 20 RBI in the ALCS. Like, borderline, I think, one or two or three off the record. Just an awesome Game 7 from the Rangers. Now we get another Game 7 tonight. Uh, Phillies hosting the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks obviously beat the Dodgers, so uh, I'm rooting Phillies. Phillies, Rangers, that works for me. I just... You know, I'm not. I'm not a Houston Astros fan. I have not liked that organization. I do love the 1980s Houston Astros hat. I have one of those. It's a great hat. But you know, I like 80s baseball hats. Um, they trump basically any other hat um, out there. Um, but I know you guys are here for Niners Vikings talk. Also, later in the podcast, Rob G and I we recorded this on um, on late Monday. Uh, a quick breakdown of the NBA since the NBA starts tonight. We'll predict our MVP. Uh, Final four in each conference. Um, unbelievably. I, I did not see this coming. Rob G and I have the exact same Final Four NBA Finals and NBA champion. I that, honestly we did I did not see any of that coming. Um, so the previews are here. Uh, let me just quickly look at the NBA schedule tonight. Uh, I do know. That the Lakers travel to Denver to face Jokic and Jamal Murray. That is game one. Wembenyama. Wembenyama plays Wednesday. The other game on Tuesday. Actually, Lakers-Nugs is the early game. 4.30 p.m. out here in L.A. Um, Nuggets favored by five. No, I'm not gambling on that. Uh, and then Suns-Warriors. Ooh, 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 that's spicy. How is that line even? Um, you gotta go with the Suns there. Uh, I don't even know if Draymond's playing. Will Chris Paul start? A lot of questions. I, I Listen, it's still NFL season, so I am excited for the NBA, but um, it's NFL season. And I, I got to say, you guys know I had a banger of a weekend in the NFL. Um, even the picks column for Fox Sports, um, I think three and one, and the one pick was the total in Rams-Steelers. At, you know, that was just a, a rough beat, but just – absolutely cleaned up it was a it was second best weekend of the season it's been a good season I think on the gambling front five winning weeks two losing weeks in the contest of course I'm rolling and then the Niners I had the Niners a stupid play I should have put the Patriots in there I knew it so three and two listen it's three and two 60 percent if you go three and two every week for the season you're like hey I had 60 percent that's an amazing season but you have no chance of winning. You need to hit like 70, 75%, which is crazy. Some guys get lucky, whatever. Um, three and two. We'll see. Back at it next week. You know, uh, half the season left, still got a shot, obviously. Never, never out of it. Um, but let let's quickly talk about Niners 17, Vikings 22. Bit of a shocker. Listen, week seven all around was a shocker, guys. Let's be real. The Buffalo Bills, huge favorites. Go to New England, lose outright. The inept Patriots can't do anything all season. Patriots score 29 points. Okay? That should have been a sign that some crazy stuff was going to happen. The Indianapolis Colts, with Gardner Minshew at the helm, put 476 yards on the best defense in the league. Okay? Uh, that The Browns gave up 476 yards. Just insane. Um, the Baltimore Ravens had four touchdowns before the Lions had a first down. The Lions were 5-1 the bears who were one in five started an undrafted rookie. Now I was on the bears, but they started an undrafted rookie and rolled to victory 30 to 12. Justin Herbert, the great Justin Herbert, and he is great. Don't hate for the second time in three weeks held without points in the second half. Remember that Raiders game didn't score in the second half. And then against the chiefs, no points in the second half. Like what's going on. This was a crazy ass week. Um, even you could say the Dolphins, 12 first downs, like 250 yards or whatever it was. They couldn't do anything. Lose to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Just a, a wacky week, and you kind of knew this this 49ers one was going to go off the rails. I'll tell you what, I, and sometimes you could just tell early, like, ah, damn. So Kirk Cousins throws the first drive interception. Christian McCaffrey then fumbles in the red zone. Second time he's done that in three weeks. The Vikings go down in 10 plays, 89 yards, touchdowns. And you're like, wow, I mean, Kevin O'Connell and uh, Kirk Cousins, they look good. Like Kevin O'Connell either had the test answers to the test or he just called the greatest game I've ever seen him call. I mean, it was flawless. I know they only got 22 points, but it was against the 49ers defense. One of the great performances I've seen. They were 8 of 13 on third down, 452 yards, 6.8 yards per play. I mean, everything they schemed up was working. The, they, I mean, Kevin O'Connell was in his bag. The only issue was the red zone ineptitude. Or the Vikings run away and hide. 0-2 oh, in the red zone. Um, they win the turnover battle, and and Kirk Cousins gets the Vikings to 3-4. and four. I just knew after that drive, like, nobody does that to the Niners. They don't. And the Niners, when they get the ball on the first drive, usually score. And the fact that the Niners fumbled in the red zone, and then on their second drive end up missing a field goal, I'm like, uh-oh. Vikings come down, field goal. I was like, all right, it's over. They're not going to get the cover. And I was just pissed off. Just frustrating. Um, the Niners did have a, couple, a good answer, and then they had the McCaffrey touchdown, which made it interesting, but they just ultimately could not stop Minnesota. So the Vikings had drives of 10 plays, 89 yards, 13 plays, 67 yards, five plays, 75 yards, 11 plays, 77 yards, 10 plays, 50 yards. They just kept moving the ball down the field. Like the, the the Niners just I, I, it was it was one of those performances. Honestly, you don't want to overreact week to week league. Blah blah blah. It felt like the Niners were not a superstar team. Like you you don't you don't lose a game like this. You don't give up 450 yards. Not if you're a superstar team. Now listen, no Trent Williams a left tackle. Um, a Purdy did okay. He got sacked once. Like I don't know. I I I I I I mean. It's, you can't blame this loss on not having Trent Williams, you know. They didn't run particularly well. But I think what was really important was other than IUK, it looked like a pedestrian effort from the wide receivers of San Francisco. I mean, Jennings looks okay on like seven-yard outs. Uh, George Kittle had a solid game. But Ray-Ray McLeod, who I started in fantasy, didn't get there for me. Two catches, 20 yards. Um, they just they lacked the pop. Uh, McCaffrey had a, a, a decent game, but he only had, um, what, 96 yards of total offense? A weird game for San Fran. They now go home two losses in a row, and they now have to face Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's like, ooh. Huh. And they're not going to have Debo. Uh, don't know about Trent Williams. And it's a short week. So things are not looking great for San Fran. Now, it's weird because... The top of the NFC features the Eagles, who won, but the schedule is about to get very, very tough. The Niners with the loss. The Lions got their teeth kicked in. And then Dallas, we'll see. Bit of a paper tiger. Uh, I know I, I called that to Miami, but I think the same thing for Dallas. Like, other than that, Chargers. And how good does that win over the Chargers look now? I mean, the Chargers lost to Miami. Chargers lost to the Chiefs. Chargers have not looked phenomenal. So, I don't know. We're starting to get this, like, well, what the heck's going on? And then, and I'll come back to Brock Purdy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna destroy him. I know everybody's tuning in. You gotta kill Brock Purdy, Jay. A couple weeks ago, you said he was top ten. Take a deep breath. Let's quickly give the Vikings their flowers. Brian Flores' outstanding game defensively. Um, he's really turned it around pretty damn quickly, and he definitely confused Purdy. Mixed up the blitzes, and I mean, overall, I thought O'Connell was just special with the offense that they called. I mean, Jordan Addison murdered me in fantasy, seven for 123, including just stealing a touchdown catch. Hawkinson banged up, but he still had 12 targets, 11 catches. Guys like Brandon Powell, Osborne, like everybody delivered. And they were open. Not Miami Dolphins open, but they were open. I thought it was just a a, a great win for the Vikings, but here's the problem.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive.
4: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast
2: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. For instance, I would take a close, close look at a big favorite this week, the Seattle Seahawks. This is a mismatch against an Arizona secondary that's horrendous. Seattle should have Metcalf and Lockett running wild. I think Arizona's running out of gas. They are outscored more than anyone else in the fourth quarter. They're getting obliterated in second halves. I think Seattle rolls them. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Fire. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code Fire only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. So the trade deadline is Halloween. The Vikings sit at three and four. Okay? You look at the schedule. It is manageable. They're at Green Bay here on a short week. At Atlanta... Versus New Orleans, at Denver, versus Chicago, bye. So three of their next four are on the road. The next team they face with a winning record is Atlanta, and then it's kind of dregs of the league. Is there a world where they win the next five games? Then they get Justin Jefferson back for the stretch run, which will be at Vegas, should be a win, at Cincy, even if we give them a loss there, two games at Detroit, and then Green Bay. Green Bay is looking like a disaster. And let's just say they get swept by Detroit, so they lose two to Detroit, one to Cincinnati, but win the rest, folks. That that's seven losses, and uh, we're we're looking at a ten and seven team in the playoffs. So Vikings fans today are excited, and here's what I'm telling you: we know this Vikings team is not doing any damage in the postseason. Okay, let's put aside a Kirk Cousins outlier; he did had some stats earlier in the season but let's just put aside this monster game from cousins because he was equally awful against the bears last week and they still won okay so let's just settle down remember the game against carolina he threw for 139 yards let's settle down on him carving up the Vikings. this was a great performance but the big picture i'm going to zoom out for a moment on the vikings so you go 10 and 7 let's say you lose in the first round i don't know dallas san fran whatever you lose Kirk Cousins has made it clear he's going to be a free agent. Um, it, it's like it seems amical that both sides are like, hey, we've had a great run. We got a new front office, we got a new coach, and uh Kirk, we we thank you for your service, but we're gonna move on. Okay. So you're now 10 and 7, you lose in the playoffs back to back years with Kirk Cousins, and you're drafting, let's just conservatively say you're drafting 20th, 21st. Are you finding a quarterback at 21? You're not. So what are we doing? Like, I just don't see the upside in keeping Kirk Cousins. This win, maybe this was a showcase win. We're going to show out Kirk. He carved up the Niners. Kirk Cousins can help you threaten a Super Bowl. And you could scoff at that and say Kirk Cousins is not winning a Super Bowl. Okay, you could do that. Jimmy Garoppolo came within like eight minutes of beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I know he had Shanahan, but still. Okay, and I'm not going to mention Trent Dilfer, that was over 20 years ago. But we've seen some quarterbacks. I mean, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl within the last 15 years, 10 years. I don't know. Whenever, whenever those lights went out, the Ray Lewis, uh, Kaepernick game, we've seen some guys get to a Super Bowl. Hell, Matt Stafford had zero playoff wins before going to the Rams and winning the Super Bowl. So let's just let's not act like Kirk Cousins in the right situation could not pull it off. So then you ask, well, what is the right situation? And I have pushed the Jets. You know, it doesn't seem—my my theory is that the Jets were spiraling. They were worried that the impetuous owner was going to say, bring in Kirk Cousins. We need him. And Robert Sala called Aaron Rodgers and said, Aaron, we need you to come out. We need you on the sideline. We need your energy. We need your positivity. And Rodgers came out. And he was there, I think, for the Chiefs game. And the Jets did not give up, and they fought back and lost a close one. And then he was there for the Eagles game, and the Jets won. And now the vibes are, well, you know, Zach can game manage us to the playoffs. we got this defense. We're getting healthy. And and I don't think they're going to do it. Would I? If I were the consigliere to Woody Johnson, and he listened to me because I presented him with the numbers and, and a case for Kirk Cousins, I would say, let's just bring him in. We don't want him for next year. We just want to rent him. It's not going to be expensive. He is an upgrade from Zach Wilson. That's undeniable. I know there could be a clunky fit, right, with the offense. You know what? These hiccups are going to happen. We'll work it out in November. Kirk Cousins getting up to speed on Hackett's crappy offense is still better than Zach Wilson, okay? And I know Cousins is not really mobile. That's the only ding. like Zach Wilson can escape with a the, the crumbling pocket, here's the reality. Like, yeah, if I, if Woody Johnson asked my opinion, yes, I would build the case for him and show him why Kirk Cousins makes sense. I don't think he's going to do it because you know, these billionaires, they, they, you know, they get impetuous. And I think, you know, I'm not going to use the phrase star bleeping, but this, I think Rogers coming back from the West coast probably convinced him, Hey, we've got something here. I'm coming back next year. Blah, blah, blah. So let's take the jets out of the Kirk Cousins mix who else could possibly make sense? Well, I listen, I know Cleveland is not going to do it, but Holy hell with that defense. And I know they didn't show it over the weekend and Baltimore carved them up, but PJ Walker's not winning any games. By the way, I did go and bet Seattle again. So I'm loaded up on two and two and a half against Cleveland this weekend. If it's PJ Walker, I'll feel great. If it's Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to feel that bad, honestly, because Watson has looked terrible. Um, Listen, Watson's not going to like it, but if you're renting Kirk Cousins? uh, Really? What's wrong with that? Like, uh, P.J. Walker's not getting you anything. Now, is Cleveland winning the Super Bowl or getting to the Super Bowl? I don't know. They're going to need some things to break their way. But I'll tell you this. You don't want to face that defense in in January. You definitely don't. If they're at full strength and you've got Miles Garrett over there, That defense is going to keep them in playoff games against everyone. The question is, can the offense do enough? And frankly, I don't know if P.J. Walker can. Uh, Right now, I have doubts about uh, Deshaun Watson. We'll see when he gets healthy. The other team, obviously, would be Atlanta. And I saw Dan Orlovsky, a former Lions quarterback, uh, on social media pumping out how great Desmond Ritter's been. And I'm like, all right, he's been really good between the 20s. Yeah, stacking yards. And then it gets into the red zone. And take a guess which quarterback leads the NFL in turnovers. You guessed it, Desmond Ritter with 11. Take a guess who, according to Pro Football Focus, is second most turnover-worthy plays in the NFL. You guessed it, Desmond Ritter. I, if, if you think the Vikings have an easy schedule, if you think the Saints have an easy schedule, have you seen what lies ahead for Atlanta? I mean, they're 4-3, and three, and... I'm not saying buy stock in them, but they're placing Tennessee this week, and it looks like it's going to be Malik Willis or the rookie, Will Levis. Either way, I certainly like Atlanta's chances. Then they face Minnesota. Then it's Arizona. That could be Kyler Murray's first game back. Then they have the buy. Then it's uh, buy quarterback. Derek Carr, Zach Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, Gardner Minshew, uh, T-Bag, Bagent, and Derek Carr. I mean, are you kidding me? They might win 11 or 12 games. I'm not saying they're good. Now, if you put Kirk Cousins in place of Desmond Ritter, I mean, and you're indoor, that should be even a bigger, bigger positive for Atlanta. I don't know that they'll do it. They did invest in Heineke as the backup, and he's pretty darn good. Folks, Atlanta Falcons fans, let's not wait much longer. If Ritter poops his pants this weekend in Tennessee, which is certainly possible, do they make the call? Do they go after Cousins? I don't know if – is it Arthur Blank? Is he the owner there? I don't know if he'll have the stomach for it, for renting a quarterback. But the thing is, Atlanta, they can win 11 or 12 games. They can host a playoff game by winning the division, and they will. They should. Things break right. Like, we saw Jalen Hurts at the end of the game, like, walking around. He was wearing a brace after that Sunday night football game. Like, Jalen Hurts goes down. The Eagles are susceptible. Okay, we saw San Francisco look kind of mortal the last two weeks on offense due to injuries. Um, Who's who's the other team? Oh, Dallas? Ah, Come on. Really? Dak Prescott scare you? Um, I guess the other team would be the Detroit Lions, who just got destroyed by a running quarterback, which Desmond Ritter kind of sort of is. He's not, obviously, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kirk Cousins is not. But it's like the NFC, like, if you've got a shot to go for it, you sure as hell should. So uh, the Vikings are in that tough spot where, like, listen, you want to keep Kirk Cousins, great. Good luck. You win eight, nine, ten games. Maybe you lose in the first round of the playoffs, and you take yourself out of getting a franchise quarterback. You trade Kirk Cousins for, I don't know, fourth-round pick, third, whatever. And you run with the backup, and you win, they're at three now. They'd say they win five. Six, you're drafting in the top six. You can have a legit shot at the likes of, depending on who you like. Obviously, JJ McCarthy, had a kid out of Michigan, um, Bo Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Quinn Ewers. Who I know he just got injured over the weekend, but like all those quarterbacks, not named Caleb Williams or Drake May, are going to be in the mix. And like, if you're Minnesota, you don't want to like punt this year and next year. And then say, oh, we'll be picking at the at the very bottom because, like, hello, uh, Justin Jefferson is going to have to be paid at that point. Like, you want to get this clock moving now. Like, get the quarterback on the rookie deal now. And I just – Minnesota is just not really in that spot to do that. So – and again, again, that's the tough sell to the owner. Hey, 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 we're going to trade Kirk and bottom out. And he's like, okay, so wait, people are not going to come to our football games? Um, attendance is going to go down. Merch is going to go down, advertise everything. Yeah. Short-term pain for long-term gain. That's how it works. Now, can you sell the billionaire on that? I don't know. The backup for now is Jaron Hall, Nick Mullins on IR. Yeah. Neither of those guys is doing much damage. Um, so that Minnesota's quandary. Again, if you're asking me, I go all in. I push all my chips in the middle. I say, give me Kirk cousins. If I'm Atlanta or the jets, I make a move. Um, and you could say Kirk Cousins won't win a Super Bowl. That's fine. They said the same stuff about Matt Stafford before he got to the Rams. Um, all right, let me quickly go back. Um, you know, I had wanted to talk about the Jim Harbaugh story. We're going to save that for tomorrow, I think. Um, yeah, the Harbaugh story is fascinating. But uh, let me just quickly say something on Brock Purdy. So it's weird what we do out here. when When someone's successful and on the rise we love it new meat new blood oh this is awesome we love to build guys up oh this guy, what a story Brock Purdy dead last pick in the draft oh this is so good we love we love it and the second they fail ah oh, come on this guy's overrated flash in the pan I mean how many times have we do we see it uh, around the league with um the likes of like Jared Goff with the Rams um Hell, Matt Stafford, when he was the number one pick, people loved him. Uh, People can't wait to tear down Russell Wilson. Oh my goodness, third round pick, he's so good. And now it's just like, ah, he's trash, he's washed, he's no Hall of Famer. Ah, come, give me a break, get out Like, we just love in the media to build people up and tear them down. And for, what, 15, maybe 12, 15 regular season games, Brock Purdy was being built up. It was awesome. I mean, Brock Purdy was on a heater. Didn't didn't commit turnovers. Just was, he was rolling. And that win over the Cowboys two weeks ago kind of sort of fortified it, right? It was like, okay, Dak is here, and he's okay, and he's highly paid, but this is Brock's world. I'm taking Brock over Dak. And I said it, and I stand by it. Purdy was incredible that night against Dallas. And since that game, primetime audience. uh, Brock Purdy has been on the struggle bus. In Cleveland, you could say it was weather. You could say he lost um, C-Mac at, I think it was halftime or third quarter. And he ended up completing 44% of his passes in inclement weather, 4.6 yards per attempt, sack three times, had the interception, and they lost. Now, he did put them in position to win. Moody missed the field goals like a 41-yarder. So then... He comes back in Minnesota, back-to-back road games, and Purdy was okay until the fourth quarter. Down twice with chances to drive them back for the go-ahead score, he threw pretty bad interceptions over the middle. Um, both of them were picked off by the kid from Cal, a. Abram, I believe is his name. Um, it just they it wasn't a great option for Brock Purdy. Now, if you guys have seen the replay on the second interception with like 25 seconds left, if you look at the top of the screen, he had Ayuk iso And Ayuk is a pretty damn good receiver. And if you get him one-on-one, the back shoulder throw seems to be there. And I know you could say, Purdy can't make that throw. Actually, he can. I don't know why he was force-feeding in the middle of the field. Maybe the zone from Flores was mixing him up. But not a great night for Brock Purdy. So here's the thing. We built him up for his awesomeness over, what was it, five games this year and I think something like, you know, nine regular season games last year and then a couple playoff wins and then he got hurt against the Eagles. This whole buildup of Brock Purdy has been legitimate. You can't tear someone down after two bad games. And again, he wasn't great against Cleveland, but they lost guys due to injury. The weather was crap. And he nearly got, so what, if they beat the Browns when Moody hits the field goal? You're telling me, like, well, actually, Brock Purdy's not that bad because they won that game. Like, that's not how it works. He, he Sure, he did not play great against Cleveland. He had a bad ending against Minnesota. But, again, we're talking about a guy who put his team into position to win for one, and then in a the second had chances to win, and you know what? It's tough to win on the road in the NFL, even at the sorry sad sack Vikings. I'm sorry. If you're expecting me to crush Brock Purdy, you came to the wrong place. Did he have a subpar game? Yes. Was he outplayed by Kirk Cousins? Oh, certainly. Kirk Cousins was phenomenal. Kirk Cousins is, well, like a 10-year veteran. Like, he was outstanding. Am I, uh, am I off Brock Purdy? Well, you know what? It doesn't look right now like he's going to win the MVP, and that MVP ticket I have is dead. Happens. It's probably going to be Lamar or Patrick Mahomes. But this doesn't mean the Niners don't have their guy. Now, if this continues... We might have some issues. Let's see what happens against the Bengals. Good bounce back spot, short week. How does he respond to some adversity? Remember, Brock Purdy had trailed once in the fourth quarter in all of his games before the last two weeks. And that was against the Raiders and not like a big spot. Against Cleveland, he did make a comeback on the final drive, aided by a couple flags. Against Minnesota, he had two chances. Let's be real. Defense didn't do much for San Fran, okay? Um, They didn't do much, but... I didn't expect Purdy and the offense to be held to 17 points. So I I can't crush Purdy. I'm sorry. You guys can come after me all you want. I can't kill Purdy for this. This game's not on Brock Purdy. He just didn't make it happen. This game was about the greatness of Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota offense mowing through the San Fran defense, the vaunted San Fran defense. By the way, their corners got cooked by Jordan Addison, a tiny rookie who were like, hey, you know the book on Jordan Addison? Jam him at the line of scrimmage and we'll get pressure on the offensive line and Kirk won't make the plays. Well, none of those things happened. Jordan Addison was too quick on the get-off. The offensive line held up and Kirk Cousins made the throw. It was a nightmare night for the Niners and, uh, yeah, it happens. So, um, That's it for the NFL week seven, week eight on the horizon. But first, the NBA begins tonight. And here's Rob G and I's breakdown of MVP and playoff predictions.
1: You put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
2: No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the US. For last minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download Game Time. And it's not just football, Game Time has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. All right, with the NBA season tipping off tonight, Rob and I thought we would quickly go through using the DraftKings lines and give up some of our best bets, our thoughts, title, winner, uh, NBA win totals. You know, we've done some NBA previews here in the last few weeks. Not a ton because it's tough with college football, NFL. It's tough to get it in there. And again, it's an 82-game season, honestly. if If you're betting, you know, player props for the season and a lot of this stuff, there's so many injuries, guys, sitting out. I know they're trying to tighten up the rules on that, but it just doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. And the NBA is top-heavy. You know, you could bet Nuggets win total over. Not that I'm advocating that. And Jokic misses 30 games. I mean, you're not going to get there, you know? So, um, well, we'd obviously push back against that. But, Rob, I thought we'd start with the obvious. Uh, the NBA champion. This is a little surprising. At DraftKings currently, the two favorites are the Bucks plus 400, and the Celtics, plus 400. Not the Nuggets, who are plus 550. I'm assuming... This has to do with the Celtics added Porzingis. The Celtics added Drew Holiday. The Bucks added Damian Lillard. The sports books know, hey, people see this. They want to bet on this. Let's make them the favorites. Let's lower the odds a little bit. We know that the Bucs and Celtics, like you bet into that, like it's one of those two probably coming out of the East. I don't see the Sixers or someone upsetting. I, I just don't see a ton of value in either of those. I, I hate to say it, Rob, but it feels like, the Suns, at plus 650, probably warrant serious consideration. Um, you know, we had someone on, Rick Bucher on last week talking about how Nurkic is kind of an under-the-radar signing who's a tough center. Uh, obviously, when we put this, you know, the podcast out on social media, a bunch of people in the comments were like, oh, come on, Nurkic stinks, Aiton was a better defender. Like, they didn't like Aiton in the locker room, dude. I think that's an upgrade. I think Bradley Beal looks tremendous. The question, of course, is is health. Can Kevin Durant stay healthy? Uh, we know Devin Booker can. Uh, we know uh, Bradley Beal, if he's healthy, is going to be very, very good. I mean, Bradley Beal is a number three option. He was he was the number one in Washington for like the last four years, putting up ridiculous numbers when they knew, when opponents knew that it was all about Bradley Beal. So I actually think the Phoenix Suns at plus 650 are probably the best bet to win the title. Uh, Lakers plus 1,200, we'll see. It's it, it, You know, the, if they get it right, And save AD and save LeBron for the playoffs. They're going to have a shot. Last year they went in, uh, uh, you know, season was a bit of a struggle, but then, you know, they get this uh, as the, I think they were the seven. No, they had to win in the play-in. They get the seven. They barely escaped the Timberwolves in the play-in, by the way, if you remember that game. I was there. Great game. But they got lucky. They got a super close game. And then they steamrolled the Grizzlies, and then they take down the Warriors, and they ran into the buzzsaw that was the Nuggets. I don't think I would bet on the Nuggets to go back-to-back, even though they're very young. I think if you're asking me who I'm betting, I would go Suns plus 650. And then after that, I would go Celtics plus 400. Those would be my two to win the title. If you're looking for someone outside of the big one, two, three, four, five, six, Warriors are plus 1300. Um, outside of the big six, you know I can't quit them. I can't. The Dallas Mavericks plus 220. Oh, sorry, 2,000 uh, plus 2200 for the Dallas Mavericks. Here I am butchering math. Plus 2200. I'm sorry. I'm pot committed to Luca. I'm all in on the Luca Doncic train. I've been all in on trains before it's worked, and it hasn't. And uh, I trust Luca. I I mean, it's going to be difficult to get out of the West. It's such a slog. But um, I can't find anyone in the East. Like, I don't see the Knicks in the NBA Finals. I mean, are they even going to get out of the first round? So, So those would be my three. The Mavs plus 2200, the Suns plus 650, and then the Celtics plus 400, Rob G.
5: Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Um I think it makes sense why the Bucks and the Celtics will be favored because as you mentioned, it, it definitely feels like a two-horse race in the Eastern Conference. And as far as the Denver Nuggets as talented as they are, the fact that the next 5 odds after Milwaukee and Boston are all Western Conference teams, I think does not bode well for their chance to repeat. It's Bucks, Celtics, then it's Nuggets, Suns, Lakers, Warriors, Clippers. And you could make a legitimate argument that any one of those 5 teams could represent the Western Con- or represent the West in the NBA Finals. Um I do like the Phoenix Suns at plus 650 if I if I was a betting man but because I prefer to bet small win big and you like to bet big and kind of win equal the two teams that I'm looking at right at the top is the Lakers plus 1200 and the Warriors plus 1300. Um both of those teams like I said I think are capable of winning just period. But the num- the odds on those two teams to me I think are are way too low because Golden State even though the Lakers kind of ran through them last season in the playoffs, they still play the brand of basketball that most teams just can't match up with the threat of Steph Curry running down 20 different screens and Clay Thompson, you know, popping threes. And, you know, if they can add a little bit more size, I think that they can give the nuggets and, and my Lakers for that matter, just a run for their money, because it's so difficult to prepare for Steph Curry, even more so than a guy like Nikola Jokic, in my opinion. Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA, but as far as which guy puts the most fear into any opposing defense, I think it's still Steph Curry, hands down. Um, again, I like the Lakers. I don't want to get too deep into it because, you know, I'm a Lakers fan, but I like the Lakers' depth. I think for the regular season, they have enough guys to get them to the postseason, hopefully healthy, and then we'll see from there. Um, but as far as, like, my biggest long shot, and and, and I'm going to probably take some gruff for you for this one because I've been very vocal about not liking the uh, the narrative around heat culture. Oh, stop. but Miami at plus oh, 2,800 feels like stealing to me. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of heat culture. That's well-documented. I think it's fake. I think it's Fugazi. However, wow, for whatever reason, they have the Boston Celtics number in the postseason. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. I think that Boston has like three of the top four players in that series at any one point. That's including Bam Adebayo just because I think that Boston's roster is pretty loaded. Um, and yet, they, there's this certain mental toughness and the, the coaching mismatch is so slanted in Miami's favor that if they can somehow avoid Milwaukee in their path to the Eastern Conference Finals, if Mil- somehow Milwaukee and Boston have to face each other in round two, then Miami getting back to the NBA Finals is not like super out of the realm of possibility. Tyler Hero's coming back. Jimmy Butler's still there. Bam Adebayo's still there. I I think they probably need another wing player. I don't know. Maybe that guy's on the roster. Maybe it's Jaime Haquez. Maybe it's um, Nikola (laughs) Jovic already. But I I don't know. But they always have some guy that you're not expecting that kind of pops off. And so if I were to bet three teams I'm looking at, Lakers, Warriors,
2: Heat. I would love to see if I could find make-miss playoffs. I would seriously consider the Heat missing. The only problem is with the play-in now, so you get, what, 10 of 16 technically make the— Oh, no, 10 of 15, I'm sorry, make the playoffs. It's like, come on. If if the bar is just making the play-in is in, I don't think the Heat—I just don't see it this year. I see them falling, falling back a little bit. Um, I don't even have, like, a deep sleeper um, for the time. I mean, I guess you could count— Dallas, but I just look, they're, they're not that deep. They met the Western Conference Finals two years ago. All right, so the next one, Rob, uh, MVP. So we know Doncic has two, M- I'm sorry, Joker has two MVPs. Giannis has, I think, two. Um, Kevin Durant's not getting the MVP. So the, the odds, the favorite is Jokic at plus 450, followed by Luka plus 500, Giannis plus 550, Embiid, who won it last year, plus 650, and then my bet, here we go, my guy, Jason Tatum plus eight hundred. If if you're a believer that the Celtics finally, with the addition of Holiday and Porzingis, and they're able to somehow stay healthy, I know the bench isn't deep, but I mean Tatum's been an All NBA player the last few years. He really has improved his game. You get Marcus Smart out of the locker room. I, listen, I don't know. I haven't been in the locker room. I don't know if Tatum is the leader. He seems like a quiet leader, unlike like say a Kobe Bryant. Um, maybe he's more of like in the Kawhi Leonard realm of leader. Uh, I think Jason Tatum plus 800 to win the MVP is a really good bet. Here's the thing. He doesn't miss a ton of games. He plays a lot, probably too much. And he's gonna, his minutes are going to have to be up because their bench depth is not there. And we and, and a lot of this has to get into the psychology, Rob, you know this, of the voters. There was some Jokic fatigue last year. Uh, even though Jokic was great, Nuggets were the number one seed. There was still like, oh, we've given it to him the last two years. Let's give it to Embiid. Okay, the only guy uh, outside of Luka in the top seven who hasn't won the MVP. Durant's won it. Curry's won it. Tatum has not. Luka Doncic has not. I don't see SGA plus 1600. Save your money. Don't 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 flush it down the toilet. Booker and KD will cancel each other out. Jason Tatum's a guy, Rob. Nobody's voting Drew Holiday MVP of the league. It's just not happening. He's a great supplemental player. He goes from being the two in Milwaukee last year, sorry, Middleton, to the three, the clear three in Boston. I think it's a great upgrade. Tatum will be the leader. He'll be the best player on the best team in the East. The West is just brutal. I can definitely see Boston having the best record, the number one seed in the East, and Jason Tatum wins the MVP plus 800. What say you?
5: Jason Tatum will be my second bet. Uh, Everything that you said is accurate. Uh, You know, I'm a big, big fan of future Laker, Jason Tatum. Can't wait a couple of years. He's the purple and gold. It's going to be fantastic. (laughs) But (laughs) everything that you said is accurate because voter fatigue is real. I know a handful of voters personally, and I can tell you that voter fatigue is real. They'll tell you that it's not, but then you talk to them long enough and you notice that they're kind of talking themselves out of certain guys strictly because they don't want to set the precedent of a guy winning his second in a row or third in a row, or he's already won one, blah, blah, blah. That's real and that's why i think nikola jokic at plus 450 is a terrible bet. yeah he's 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 the best player. He statistically he's probably gonna put up the numbers that would give you an mvp, but again, voter fatigue is real. Um, janis mb, well janis i think is good. Giannis and kd are gonna lose votes because the rest of their team is so loaded. So that crossed them off the list. Steph curry as much as i like the warriors as a long shot uh, nba title, i don't think their team is gonna be good enough in the regular season for him to pay off at plus 1500. Luca, I think they're gonna actually miss the playoffs altogether. That team is gonna be blown up by the trade deadline. You heard it here first. Keep an eye out on Kyrie Irving trying to make ways to get back to the Lakers again. Just throw oh, it out. There. Third gross. eye is open right now.
2: Jess. Oh my goodness.
5: Third. God. So it comes down Bro- to two. It comes down to two. Jason Tatum, who I think at plus eight hundred is a great bet. And the one you said throwing money down the toilet, I think SGA at plus sixteen hundred. Oh
2: come on. there's no is, is a sneaky
5: good break. bet for two reasons. Number one, he's already an all-NBA player. He's already established. He's made the leap to superstardom. He's going to put up good numbers, and he's going to have the narrative around him that voters tend to gravitate to. Number two, to me, this Oklahoma City uh, Oklahoma City Thunder team is the 2023-2024 version of the Sacramento Kings. They are going to be the team that jumps up to the top half of the Western Conference in the regular season. I don't know if they'll finish there. Maybe at the end, they'll kind of slip back to five, six, but they are going to be comfortably in the Western conference playoff. It's not going to be a playing team. Mm. They are a legitimate stamp it playoff top six team in the Western conference. Shea Gillick Alexander is going to be an all NBA player again. I don't know if he'll be first team, but he'll be all NBA. Mm. And when you have him being clearly the best player, and most important player on the darlings of the NBA that media narrative is going to pick up and him at plus 1600 feels like a good bet to me.
2: So um, first of all, that's crazy. Uh, second of all, I don't know who, who they're displacing <laughs> in the top six in the West. Like that's insane. Um, but they don't have enough national TV games. It's just, it's not going to happen. I am excited for Holmgren and I don't hate the Kings of 2023 take. That being said, Rob, I just scanned down uh, the numbers I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder what it's like to put a couple bucks on Victor Wembenyama to win MVP. No rookie's ever done it, right? I don't, I'm i almost certain. I had to look. I see plus 7,500. No, LaMelo I don't think so. Ball. Yeah, I don't think a rookie's ever done it. Jalen Brunson's plus 8,000. Oh, there's Wembenyama plus 9,000. Okay. I often joke about, hey, if I don't have a side in an NFL game, let's just throw some pizza money on it, 25, 50 bucks, and don't say, Jay, 50 bucks is pizza money? Guys, I order. Pizza and breadsticks every Sunday to watch NFL uh, for the family, you know, like I watch it and I eat the cheese sticks, breadsticks, whatever, and the kids and then we make that lunch and dinner. That's like 50 plus dollars at Papa John's. And Papa John's not a sponsor, so I shouldn't plug them. But um, so 50 bucks is pizza money. If you want to root for Wemby and Rob, did you see, yes or no, the photo of Wemby Yama blocking an Andrew Wiggins three pointer? Have you seen that?
5: I've seen all of the Victor uh, Women and Yama highlights. Yes.
2: I mean, dude, it's an, inc- it's a photo that like, you're just like, where's this guy from? Is he an alien? It looks Photoshopped. It's, it looks it Photoshopped. does look Photoshopped, but it's not. And yeah. I, I mean, if you, I'm going to be rooting openly for Wemby. I'm not a Spurs fan. I know a bunch of Spurs fans send me DMs and it's like, I, I can't, I can't ride with the Spurs, um, but I can with, with Wemby and I don't think he's going to play enough games, but just for fun. Let's say who didn't somebody as a rookie didn't Tim Duncan they have like a 25 win swing when he showed up from Wake Forest? I feel like they had a massive uptick. Now, I think they had injuries the year prior and a good roster. Spurs don't have that, but on the off chance that Wembenyama is like a comet hitting the NBA and they somehow unbelievably would go 42 and 40, not happening, trust me. I'd be happy to have a Wembenyama ticket because the excitement and the uh, the buzz around him, every performance, Rob, people are going crazy. And I think even the media gets on board. So just for fun, some pizza money on Wembenyama to win MVP. It's 100,000% not going to happen. That being said, I would definitely do it just for fun. Now, Rob, the final thing I want to touch on on NBA is, and this one's a little more difficult because, again, injuries matter more than in this than any other sport, I think, more than football, you know. In football, you lose players, obviously it hurts, but as long as a quarterback's standing upright, you've got a shot. Um, NBA's different. Like, if you tell me right now, across the board, none of the top 30 stars in the league get hurt, I can say with some confidence who I think is going to go to the the two final four teams in the NBA. Um, it, but you don't know, like, is, how's Dame going to hold up? Like, it's tough for me in the East, Rob. To not just automatically pencil in Bucks, Celtics. Like I don't see who the spoiler is in the East. Now your scenario of, well, if somehow um like the Bucks or Celtics, one of them uh falls to four and the other one's one and they have to face off in the second round, well, you know, that's a huge win for the say the Sixers four, or the two, Knicks three or the yeah. Cavs. You yeah, right, something like that. I, I just it's tough for me to envision that scenario right now. Um but I guess if I had to pick a third team in the East who could who could shock everybody, I'll go with. Jeez, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Cleveland Cavaliers, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Evan Mobley. I, I like that team. They're good. They're fun. Um, it, tough issues on the wing. Ran into it against the Knicks last year. I get it. Um, but I would say the Cavs in the East. In the West, I'll say the Western Conference Finals. And again, it, it's difficult blindly not knowing um, the seeds and the, and the health but I have the sons in there for sure. And I'm going to go with a bit of a surprise and I will go with Rob G's LA Lakers to the conference finals, LeBron in year 77, the cyborg from Akron, the Lakers <laughs> go to the conference finals. We get a LeBron Kevin Durant playoff showdown. First time that's happened since Durant and the warriors wiped the floor with LeBron and a cast of characters from my rec league. Um, I'll go Suns-Lakers in the Conference Finals, and I will go Suns-Celtics in the Finals. Give me the the Celtics. Shocking the Suns. Um, My guy, Jason. I'm all in on Jason Tatum. I know this is crazy. I don't even like Boston, the city. I never have liked the Celtics. I'm a Lakers guy. I'm a Knicks guy. Can't stand them, but I think their team is really, really good. One through six. I don't know if there's a better one through six in the league. Like The Suns are really good. The Nuggets are good, but I mean, the Lakers are good, but I just, I like that Celtics. So I'll go Lakers over Suns in seven, Tatum MVP, Tatum NBA Finals MVP.
5: Well, for selfish reasons, I hope that doesn't happen because if the Celtics win a championship, then the hashtag future Laker Jason Tatum ticket kind of gets flushed down the toilet. So we kind of mm. need them to flame out. However, taking my, being objective about it, I think that they are going to make the NBA Finals. I think that to your point, Jason Tatum is ready to take the next, next leap. He's already a superstar, but now you're going to see him being talked about in the, in the Jokic Giannis conversation. I think he's right there. And and I think that once he puts together the kind of postseason run of consistency, because so far it's kind of been up and down during this playoff run, because of injury or, or just running into the Miami heat for whatever reason, he struggles against them. But I like Boston. I think Boston, Milwaukee feels like a lock to be the Eastern conference finals. I, give me Boston i like their depth i think that they match up well enough to slow down the Damian Lillard Giannis pick and roll i think that again give me Boston the western conference is really tough because to me i think there's there's three teams who i really like denver phoenix and again my lakers whatever teams can avoid the other one on the mm-hmm. path to the western conference final like that's the the favorite right so in this scenario because the regular season is going to matter a hell of a lot more than it ever has because of the playoff seating. Um, give me Lakers <laughs> sons in the Western finals.
2: Okay. All right.
5: Because I think that the Denver nuggets are gonna have to work in a couple of young guys. It's not going to be peaches and cream to start off with. Um, and that Phoenix suns offense in the regular season, especially when there's, you can't game plan for a team that can in the playoffs, they are going to run rough shot over everybody. Mm. They're gonna put up 130 so we have points the, a game. Like
2: we have the same final four. I
5: think we have the same final four. Yes, um, I have Phoenix making the West, making the NBA Finals over my Lakers. Yeah. Um, okay. As much as I like the matchups, wise, I just think that at some point, talent just overwhelms, and Phoenix has a whole hell of a lot of it. Barring injury, again, that's the big thing. Is barring injury, I give me Frank Vogel, former Laker, getting back to the NBA Finals.
2: Wow! I forgot. I totally yeah, forgot. I he's the Boston new coach. Celtics. <laughs> I forgot.
5: I have the Boston Celtics winning the championship.
2: We have the exact same Final Four, Finals, and title. We do. Oh, that can't. We so do. it's definitely not going to happen. I don't like. I totally forgot it, Vogel. We do. Yeah. 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 I totally forgot Vogel right. was back as the head coach. I was like, "What? Jeez! Wow! All right." So there is your condensed NBA preview. Um, I'm excited for the season. We'll, we will definitely be checking out uh, NBA action tonight. Uh, LeBron starts in Denver. I'm sure Jokic cares greatly about game one of 82. Probably misses his horses uh, and the farm uh, back in Serbia. But uh, enjoy the games tonight. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals.